Hello everybody and welcome to episode 128 of Operation Retroshock. I am one of your hosts, Alan Price, and alongside me is the Roman to my Nico Bellic. It is Mr. Chris Fent. Would you like to go bowling? Yes, I will go bowling with your cousin. Yay! <laughs> Yay! I should have actually just phoned you first of all and asked, or texted you and said, do you want to go bowling rather than actually asking you if you want to go bowling. So. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, yes everybody welcome to episode 128 and if you haven't guessed what today's topic is we will tell you very shortly Uh, but plugs out of the way first if you want to get in touch with the show feel free to drop us a tweet uh, at retroshockpod you can send us a regular tweet or a direct message our direct messages are open if you want to leave us a bit of a longer message if there's something you have particularly in mind that you want to see covered on the show, be it TV, movies, video games, or comics, drop us a message, and we'll see about getting it in the show down the line. I'll do that later. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Or you can drop us a message on Facebook. Just search Operation Retroshock on there. Or if you enjoy the show so much, feel free to leave us a lovely review on the likes of iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio, etc. So... I did say most folks will know what we're going to talk about today, but Chris, I will let you work away and let them know. Well, on September 13th, um, 2018, Grand Theft Auto uh, f- 5, or yeah, Grand Theft Auto 5, uh, celebrated its fifth birthday. So, uh, GTA V? Yeah, GTA V. Not GTA IV, GTA V. And obviously, with uh, being a particular big rock star game coming out at the 26th of October Red Dead Redemption 2 we thought we would take a trip back um, and have a look at Grand Theft Auto 5 and if it's something that still holds up today or if it's something that you know should have been left in the past because it is still a game that still sells quite a lot of units remarkably well yes exactly so where did you play this first, Alan? Was it on the Xbox 360, PS3, or did you wait and play it on the Xbox One or PS4? It was day one release on PS3 for me, so it was... Um, I remember being extremely excited for it, based on the three protagonists and all that were going to be in it, and just the sheer scale that had been promised mm-hmm. of it, because... Uh, I think it's fair to say that San Andreas is a fairly popular one in the series for a lot of folks. So to end up back there yeah, uh, was a nice little bonus in my opinion. Uh, I can't believe, I, I think I got mine on the 360 from what I remember. I don't think it was a PS3. I, I can't honestly remember which one it was. I know it did get it on the um 360 at some stage but I can't really remember if it was on the no it must, must have been the PS3 because I remember we were giving away those um, the steelbooks ah, yes. and I remember I got one of them so I'm pretty sure then it was the PS3 because obviously a PS3 you had a bigger hard drive uh, which we will get on to uh, there so you were saying there that you were excited for the game there was a lot of hype around it so were you aboard the hype train for Grand Theft Auto toot toot mm-hmm. uh, full steam ahead um, yeah, again, it just comes down to the fact that it looked like it was going to be a far more in-depth game, but also just a far greater scope of a game, I think. I think it's fair to say that a lot of folks were fairly excited with the likes of the heists and all that were getting mm-hmm. touted for it as well, and that really interested me as well, because, again, I was thinking back to the likes of us playing Mass Effect 3 yeah. and the potential of, oh, a whole group of us could get yeah. together and be, like... You know, stealing stuff from a bank and all. Um, 
less said about that the better it only took them a few years but yeah um, because whenever they originally released it then the servers were all broke and yep. it just would not work at all that's it but uh no definitely i think again we've mentioned it before in the show but i feel grand theft Auto 4 kind of comes in for unfair flack yeah um so i really enjoyed grand theft auto 4 so i was fully aboard for what was going to happen with gta 5 yeah it's certainly a lot it certainly looked from the trailers and stuff like it was a certainly not as dark and dreary as 4 was because obviously it was set in a rough kind of place of town so it kind of didn't look as vibrant yeah um as grand theft auto 4, you know grand theft auto 4 didn't look as vibrant as 5 did because 5 you saw the scenery you saw like the beaches and all that saw the woman uh, on the, like the front licking the lollipop who apparently was meant to be Lindsay Lohan and Lindsay Lohan filed a lawsuit to do with that was looked like her and you're like it's <sighs> nothing like Des- you. desperation tactics yes so this was the first game that required a big amount like 16 gigabyte record to install a game probably the first time we had to install a big file on a 360 PS3's obviously installed part of the game whereas 360's really didn't did this prepare us for things to come with the likes of Xbox One, PS4 install times? Um, I always remember with my PS3, I don't know whether it was my PS3 or just kind of where the world was five years ago in terms <laughs> of like download speeds and other different things and the power of the devices. But I always remember my PS3 being an absolute, um, I was going to use another word there, but yeah. I, I won't, uh, a pain in the rear. Okay. Um, for just download times and install times, mm-hmm. and it just seemed to take forever. I think I remember, right? I think mine at least took probably at least two hours to get everything fully going. Nice. So it did in regards to that, which you think back there now, five years ago, eighteen gigabyte was a lot. Mm-hmm. So it was, but you look at four K now. Yep. 4K Blu-rays, you're talking, what, over 60 gigabytes for a movie for that. And I think I was reading the other day that something about the install for Red Dead 2 coming out is something like 88 gigabyte or yeah. something on day one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, so that's, and that's a download. Yeah, so you're going to have the update. Like very much like Call of Duty, you had a 100 gig install, then a 50 to 100 gig download. Yeah. You know, so I think that's why a lot of people choose to now download you know like pre-installer games so the game is installed ready for like if you want to play at midnight then you click on it and then it will install the update or whether it installs it as part of it i I don't know um but yeah like you say like thinking back way back then and then just getting the updates for that obviously the updates for that would have been nowhere near as much now yeah as it was way back then but like yeah like a day one update for a game that's just coming out i mean that's just ignore that it is um, crazy it's just it's so stupid the fact that that keeps happening you know and it's like uh with tony hawks i think the update for that was actually bigger than the game that was that that was on the disc um because the game was that severely broken that they had to try and patch it in order to get it it's, to work it's crazy that this is it still kind of makes me go what would these people do what would these companies do what would these developers do you know 20 years ago mm-hmm. you look at 20 years ago you look at probably more appropriately 30 years ago and you think of the likes of Mario's Donkey Kong's early PlayStation games early Xbox games they didn't have the internet to no. 
correct things, so the game had to be a hundred percent. Yeah. Before it went to disc. Yeah. And if it didn't, you're kind of up the creek without a paddle. Yeah. So to say, so to see now that not only are we getting updates that are sitting there waiting before even release day, mm-hmm. that they're like eighty to hundred gigabyte. We're getting on part the of the day. we're getting the part of the game taken away, and we have to pay extra for that. Too. Yeah. You know, which back then was like you paid. 50 or 60 quid for a game and that was it you didn't need to pay anything for online currency or anything like that but I think if you look at those file sizes now Mm -hmm. obviously graphics is a big part 4k is a big part all that uh, 60 frames per second 18 gigabytes looking back for what you got yeah with GTA 5 on a PS3 at the time it was it wasn't bad file size for the scope no. Off the actual game. Um, well, well, about the game, we went th- between the three characters, Trevor, Michael and Franklin. Did we enjoy a certain character's story more than others? Um, I enjoyed Michael's storyline. Mm-hmm. So did, because he's that sort of dad in a midlife crisis. He's, uh, well, they've, Trevor is the same, kind of, he's been <laughs> involved with Michael, you know, kind of an interesting past, so to say, and... I think if memory serves me, it's been a while since I've played it, but I think Michael was kind of teased as being in witness protection originally and all, you mm-hmm. know, um, after maybe putting someone behind bars eventually by uh, giving some information to the feds. But he's, uh, you know, he's sitting in this nice, lovely house up in Beverly Hills, which a lot of people would be like, oh, this is really neat. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love this life. But you see just all these different twists and turns with his kids, with his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, very his, interesting. Uh, psychiatrist. Yes, his psychiatrist as well. Um, but I think character-wise, it has to be given to Trevor. Yeah. So it does because um, that character is absolutely bat bleep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, crazy. Yeah. Um. He's as much entertaining, besides his story, what he says, it's even the little like animations mm-hmm. that you got when you switched between characters and that if you'd been playing for Michael for a period of time, yeah. and then you were like, well, I want to switch over to Trevor, and it would zoom up into the sky and you'd zoom back down and he would be in his underpants yeah. climbing out of a dumpster mm-hmm. or something like that. And plus the fact that the person they used to motion capture him, who's in The Walking Dead and stuff, just looks exactly like him. It's not It's not a case of they've made him look, you know, like whenever you put them side by side, it's just... Spitting image. It's a spitting image, yeah. So every whenever I watch Walking Dead, I went, oh, there's Trevor, waiting for him to go and back to leap crazy. It's extremely entertaining that I can't remember the name of the YouTube channel right now, but there was a YouTube channel out there that actually did a whole like live action GTA, you know, virtual reality thing. Mm-hmm. And it's this boy got like a box in the post and he puts like the goggles on and it's actual Steve Ogg who p- oh, portrays okay. Trevor uh-huh. meets him and stuff and like doing an introduction to Grand Theft Auto, but it's all filmed in real life. Okay. But it's him actually portraying Trevor. Oh, right. And I know it's, it's a very, very good video. Uh, music is a huge part of the Grand Theft Auto series. Did this game have a soundtrack we enjoyed more than others, or is there another game that the music kind of stands out for us? Um, I thought the music was all right. Uh, so it was I don't think it's as strong as some in the past have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that could have been as much for the period of time the game came out in. Yeah. But GTA always tries to cater to 
a wide variety of people within their audience and within mm-hmm. their uh, gamers because you know you'll have like the hispanic channels you'll have uh like country and western you'll have your cheesy pop tunes all those um i'll kind of you know hold my hand up and admit that it was the cheesy pop tunes radio station oh, okay. for me so like all saints and all that sort of oh, silly wow. nonsense. Jeez. um which funny enough um was uh the dj for that radio station was cara delavine Okay. Who was Enchantress in Suicide Squad. I did not know this for All a right. period of time. Um, but she was the one who uh, was the DJ for that particular uh, station. So before she really kind of took off as mm-hmm. an actress and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think for me, still out and out, the best game for music, and you're going to know what I'm going to say here, mm-hmm. is uh, Vice City. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm going to read it. I could listen to the entirety of Vice City soundtrack and not get bored mm-hmm. uh, simply because it is such a great variety of like 80s tunes um, whereas like I said with 5 I mainly kind of zoned in on yeah. a particular maybe you know, one or two main channels see I always went for like the Chatterbox one you know, instead of, instead of, but then a lot of people who stream YouTube um videos of to do with Grand Theft Auto will put that on because if they put on the music then yeah. they get a copyright claim so they have to put on Chatterbox so again you have something in the background while you're driving the car or whatever um, but yeah I mean I have the for Vice City I have the full 38 minute thing of Chatterbox and just like the adverts in it or just you know or like my friend Joey so it his hands together yeah. you know and things like that but like you were saying you know like 5 has some good tracks in it and but they're not as memorable as Vice City and then with Grand Theft Auto 4 they lost the license to some of them so there was an update for that where yeah. it stripped off some of the music and put other tracks in place for that so it's kind of like they've updated the music for the game so um, I don't know whether that's something that may happen down the line with Grand Theft Auto 5 you would you would think it's something that would happen it's not, I haven't went back and looked at GTA 4 recently at all to see just what sort of changes have been done if the music has dramatically mm-hmm. been changed as a result of it I think it. there's already a couple there's not like it's been a complete overhaul Yeah, but there has been a couple um, the open world was based on Southern, Southern California and Los Angeles did we feel this driving around the map did you feel that you were in somewhere that they had kind of looked at and thought and been inspired by to put into it well, this is interesting because when I first played this game, I hadn't been to LA. Mm-hmm. So this was my first kind of proper taste of what, you know, LA was maybe like a bit, you yeah. know. Of course, scale and stuff is a bit different when it comes to video games. You're not going to have a full one-to-one scale in that regard, even though the size of the map was pretty big. But you did feel that, especially in kind of key places, so like the docks and the beaches and kind of the Beverly Hills sort of areas of town that you were getting that proper taste mm-hmm. of what potentially bits of LA would be like if you were there. And it was quite remarkable then that when I did go to LA a few years later after going to Mania 31 in uh, San Jose, mm-hmm. how many places I recognised because oh, okay. of GTA. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this road feels awfully familiar. And you kind of turn the corner and there's a building that you spot mm-hmm. that you remember from the game so like even certain things like not I'm not even talking like the main skyscrapers or anything like that but I'm talking about like a diner yeah or something like that that 
has been in Grand Theft Auto as well. So you'd turn and you're like, oh, right, okay, there's that. So we're in this part of town or whatever. You know, when I was getting uh, a tour and all around the place. So um, it was. it's especially weird looking back now, having been to uh, Santa Monica Pier mm-hmm. as well, because obviously that's quite a big part yeah. of the game as well. A lot sort of goes in and around that sort of area. And that whole um, beachside part right down from Santa Monica, you know, where there's all basketball courts and outside gyms mm-hmm. and storefronts and all, it is pretty much identical to real life and it is very surreal looking at it. Um, so probably to answer your question, yes, I think they fairly nailed it. So very much like in Spider-Man swinging around and then going, oh, there's Times Square, so, oh, there's that, yep. oh, there's that. And, you know, like going like, I was there, I've walked down there and <laughs> things like that. So, um yeah, obviously the the map of it is ginormous compared. I think it's a lot bigger in scope compared to Grand Theft Auto Four. Four was good, but this was just like you seem to have more scenic things whenever you were driving. You know, like again because it was so vibrant, because it was so bright, and things like that. Um, I think that really helped in having it on the next generation consoles, moving away from the likes of the three sixty to the likes of PS Four and and Xbox One really helped. And obviously with the next generation consoles, it had a first person mode in the game. Did you play this at all? And if you did, did this add anything to the game for you? I've never played it on next gen mm-hmm. um, because I kind of, I begrudge dropping another 50 odd pounds. Well, it's 20 quid. Well, no, yeah. no. Yeah. But when it first came out, okay. it wasn't. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, for the next gen stuff, I was just like, oh, I really can't bring myself. I really wanted to try it, mm-hmm. you know, to see what it was like. Um, I did get a chance to play the uh, the first person style thing, and it is, it's very different after playing so many yeah. years of Grand Theft Auto in the third person. Mm-hmm. So it is, um, but it makes things like races and all a wee bit interesting, and like flying the planes and those sort of things. You can very quickly crash uh, because you basically have blind spots Mm -hmm. all over the place. Basically, you've got this 100, well, I'm not going to even say 180 degree field of vision in front of you, but basically anything behind your ears is is a no-go, really, (laughs) and trying to use uh, the likes of the in-game mirrors and stuff like that and cars and all those sort of things are an absolute nightmare. But it does, it's, it's... Something that a lot of people wanted, and I think it went down extremely well uh, with a lot of folks. And it's always good to have a different option, you know, depending on your sort of play style mm-hmm. when it comes to a game. So basically, the more options, the better, really, in my opinion. I think it's almost like putting a first person mode in the likes of Tomb Raider because you're used to playing in the third person, you know, like seeing yeah. Lara run around and then to change to that and to change behind her and then run around you know, to seeing her hands or whatever. But I think because first person shooters by then had become more popular than they were back then. Yeah. You know, like I think that's why they may have decided to add something into it and maybe to reward people for buying it again on next gen that you could play it a different kind of way i tried it and i I just couldn't get into it even the start of it whenever you're coming out of the bank and then all the police are standing there and you're trying to trying to look around and zoom and there's like no that's just too bad um 
we mentioned earlier on that Grand Theft Auto had the online mode. Did you venture into the online side and buy any shark cards to help us money-wise in the game? Um, I definitely didn't venture into online as much as others would have, uh-huh. I would say. Um, I've I played it a good bit enough on PS3, but I was one of these people, shh, don't tell anybody, that uh, did the little cheaty exploits to... Oh. Uh, that's 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 if anybody from Rockstar is listening to the show. That's my username getting banned. It's okay. I haven't played the game in like three years. Um, you know, like you know, like selling cars, exploits, or something like that by going into like a respray shop and all this <laughs> crazy things that you could do. So, I got all of my money by uh, nefarious means. So I did. I didn't. Uh, I begrudge dropping extra money on a game when mm-hmm. it's something like in-game currency. Yeah. So it is like, you know, the new Assassin's Creed's out there and it's again, like most games nowadays, fairly heavily kind of going, here, having trouble with your grind of getting experience points here, you know, to get to the next level, why don't you buy this for 200 in-game points where your bonus of your experience means you will level up twice as fast. And it's just like, no, I'll just do my missions and stuff like that. That's happened with Call of Duty is that people were paying... Buying a £3 code online for 15 minutes, double XP, whenever they could go to a shop and buy a can of Monster and have the code there. So they're basically spending double that amount for 15 minutes. It sounds like a dodgy advertisement for something. Uh, work it out yourself. Um, and then you're getting less, so you're not getting a drink. You're just doing that because, again, people are just being lazy. They don't want to move from their sofa or whatever. But yeah, like yourself, I didn't buy any on. I I think I may have done. I don't know if it was that or four that I did some of the the racing part of it. Yeah. Um, but I never did any of the heists. Um, I think sometimes it was either I just didn't want to, or I was just like, oh well. I think sometimes with online sides of games, you kind of get burned out from them because if you encounter one bad egg and they wreck the game for you and the other people then you're like right uh, well I don't want to do that anymore that's it you always usually run into some individual that for some odd reason just takes a liking to chasing after you and killing you or whatever and you'll be you know flying along all casually in your helicopter or whatever and I'll just go and you'll be blown out of the sky and you'll respawn and then all of a sudden the same guy or girl will be hanging around and you'll get sniped in the head or something like that and you're just like great thanks you're spo- you're spoiling my fun here folks sounds like fun so grand theft auto 3 vice city san andreas grand theft auto 4 and grand theft auto 5 rank them in order for you from best to least favorite or Ooh. we'll go from least favorite to best so what are we going from three up yeah three upwards uh vice city number one okay uh for me um, I'll probably go four next, then five, then three. And what about San Andreas? Oh, San Andreas. Um, yeah, it'll probably be bottom for me. Uh, yeah, I'd be Vice City three, four. Um, I I'd probably say five would be there, and then San Andreas would be yeah. bottom. Like just because five is second bottom on both of our lists doesn't mean that it is. You know, the second worst out of those. No, it's all. because the other ones just are bit. We've played, we probably grind more hours into. Yeah. Um, because, like, Vice City was probably one that if you were sitting at home, you would just fire it in your PS2 and just away you go. Or I've downloaded it again from my PS4 yeah. to play, and it's. 
I remember sticking it on and then I left on the the trail. So whenever Tommy ran, there was like trails. And I was like, <laughs> why is this like this? I don't remember. And then I was like, oh, turn the trails off. <laughs> She's like, that's... So you, you thought you were in some hallucination or something? Yeah, I thought on? like, oh, is there something trippy to starting off with? So I didn't know. But um, obviously, as we're saying, um, Rockstar are bringing out Red Dead Redemption 2 um, later on this week. Obviously, it'll be some time before Grand Theft Auto 6. For you, will this have everything fans want from it? But what, more importantly, do you want to see in Grand Theft Auto 6? From Grand Theft Auto 6... Uh, VI. V- VI. I'll, I'll take one of those GTA VIs, please, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it has to be Vice City. Mm-hmm. It's been teased for too many years. Yeah. Um, it has been in the rumoured leaks that that is what's going to happen uh, no pun intended because it is near the sea um, yeah. <laughs> um, but it would be nice to see on the scope mm-hmm. of San Andreas how they would you know, blow everything up to scale yeah. for a Miami um, but that would be the key thing for me now it's the question for me is as well is how far is too much uh-huh. sort of thing because I think from what I've been reading for Red Dead 2 the size of the map is actually ridiculous 65 hours single player it'll take you to complete it which is great for oh, like, a single player game because you don't want to buy a game like Star Wars um, Force Unleashed uh, 2 well. Force Unleashed 2 and then complete it in an afternoon this is you it. know so this you don't want it. that but it's a question is when is that map too big now I don't think that would be something you'd have to maybe worry too much about Miami mm-hmm. um, because it has such a variety you know you've got kind of in Vice City at least you kind of had the three main bodies you kind of had the mainland you know the island and then another island that sort yeah. of thing where and the then airport had the was island in the sun in the sun yes <laughs> um, I think having the variety of with a lot of water and all there as well it would work out quite well mm-hmm. I would like to see it again and this is, it is probably just nostalgia playing into this more than anything that they did make Vice City back in the past again Okay, you know maybe not necessarily pushing it all the way back to the 80s but maybe even go to the 60s or something like that you could go further or even the 90s mm-hmm. you know just have it like early 90s sort of just after we're all saints for you <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily oh, since bewitched. not necessarily but maybe like you know like a 91 92 so yeah. I think that you know we're just yeah. in the 90s mm-hmm. so there's still those so uh, almost, almost like Vice City they acknowledge and this is kind of the fallout from that yeah. a couple of years later if that's like 88 this is like you know five years later exactly something like that exactly because I think that was the rumours that, or that was at least a fan theory okay. that folks had had that you know the way I was saying about Michael was in like witness protection yeah. in GTA Five. A lot of people were like, "That's Tommy Versetti." Okay, but under like witness protection, and he's changed his name and all right, that. Right, right. Um, but no, sort of early nineties. I think would be pretty cool because you're just close enough, but just far enough that mm-hmm. things could change. Tommy Versetti doesn't necessarily have to be there, whatever. But you could still keep kind of the feel of the place. Yeah, that you had from Vice City in the eighties. You could still keep that feel that would be familiar to folks because. Mm-hmm. It's not that far on in time. No. Because, you know, the place won't change that radically quick. You know, there's a lot of style of the buildings and all will stay the same. Yeah. 
the big neon lights won't come down or the, anything the like that. The cars will get progressively better as well because if you go back, like I was saying, like back to the seventies or sixties, obviously you're not going to have the the bigger, faster cars like you would do then. You know, like and then if you go back, you know, too far, then do you encroach on like mafia kind of territory? Yeah. You know, like so you're kind of going back that way. So. I like the idea of the the nineties, you know, something like that, you know, like especially because the nineties had such rich music too, and then with the likes of cars, All scenes. yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, but you would have so much different things to do in to it, you know, like with the likes of the eighties, they probably didn't touch on the fact about compact discs, and you can make a joke out about that, you know, or you have to go and get the, like you did in Vice City, go and get the band, but you have to take them to the recording studio and then you have to go and distribute the CD and all this kind of thing. So there is a lot of, no matter when they do it, there's a lot of depth for them to do it in. But I think it's always good to relive stuff in the past. And yeah. I think we've experienced that with Vice City, you know, like, and it's pretty much done faultlessly. And I would like them to cover a new era, you know, because we've kind of had... You know, kind of the modern day one, we've had one in the 80s, so why not 90s or early 2000s and yeah. kind of do something there? Because that's the thing is, you know, they've, Rockstar have kind of got, right, you've got the, you know, Wild West era kind of down pat there. They mm-hmm. kind of dip their toe into sort of L.A. Noir and all that sort of, you know, 20s, 30s yeah. era. Yeah. So. There's still, as you kind of say, you've still kind of got that sort of 50s, 60s, 70s sort of area mm-hmm. that's up for grabs. And then you've got the 90s and early 2000s there what, as well. What if they were to do something like they did with Five, where you had a couple of different characters, but you have a different couple of characters, but they're in different time eras. That could be cool. So you would have one in the 80s, one in the 90s, and one in the 2000s. But they kind of are all related, or whether yeah. it's the same person, and you have to do a mission. But it's Dead you know, agent, like it's it? yeah, it's something that you know, like he's telling the story, and it's just something to do with back in the day whenever he was you know like a young whippersnapper, and then in the eighties he's doing it. Oh, it's know. almost a page out of the likes of Assassin's Creed's book, especially the earlier Assassin's Creed, yeah. where you would play a character through most of their young adult life up until you know their forties or fifties mm-hmm. sort of thing. That would be a cool idea for that you could progressively see your surroundings change a bit. Yeah. Um. That I think that would have good potential, but I think it's fair to say we both agree that uh, Vice City is probably the place to do it. I think so. Um. Because I think there's, I think there is talk of it not just being like one particular place mm-hmm. that you'll have your main map, but there'll be other like bits where you'll go away. So, a bit like in the original San Andreas where. You were in the plane and you ended up yeah. back in Liberty City. So you did. So I think it would be interesting if you kept, as you kind of mentioned about Tommy Versetti was obviously heavily involved in kind of mafia, mm-hmm. OC sort of stuff and drugs and all that. If you had kind of the stuff between, it's very common knowledge between Cuba and Florida because they're not so far away yeah. geographically from one another, that you could end up going for a slate of missions in Cuba. Okay. So you could, and all of that then impacts back on what happens in uh, Vice City. But uh, last question for you okay, okay. is overriding memory of Grand Theft Auto. What is yours? Like, just like you plan something, and you know, like just something that whenever I mention the words Grand Theft Auto, 
and you playing it, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Madness. Okay. Uh, so just you racing about the streets, five star one at level, cars, tanks, helicopters, FBI, all those sort of uh, guys coming after you. Even better in the older Grand Theft Autos when you had like your invincible health cheats mm-hmm. and all those sort of mad things that you could just go right five star one at level spawn me a rhino tank <clears throat> let's roll everybody sort of, you know and just this madness that just happened on screen uh, especially when you're a younger individual when that shouldn't have really been playing these games mm-hmm. um, for his age that it just was all this kind of it made you very wide eyed yeah what is the oh, first for, thing that comes to your for mind? For me, it's Vice City being on a motorbike and going around corners with Push It to the Limit on <laughs> the motorbike and then smashing into a, a lamppost and then him flying off <laughs> and then having to go on the, the bike again. So And obviously making sure one thing I always did was before I finished the game was I always tried to find a nice car to put in my garage so then whenever I yeah. started the game again, I would come out and go like, oh, there's a nice car. And then about five minutes later, I'd be wrecked. Yeah, so. having, having a nice uh, set of wheels is always a big one. So it is. Now, one thing actually has just sprung to mind that I thought, oh, this will be worth chatting about for a minute or two anyway, is there's been a big change in GTAs across the years. Obviously, yes, graphically, storyline, mm-hmm. etc. But a lot of the older... Cities, do you think we're more nostalgic for those because it's quite prominent in the older GTAs that we had celebrities quite heavily involved? So I think in Sam Jackson in three, Burt Reynolds was in Vice City. Exactly. Um, there's quite a few. Ricky Gervais was the comedian in four. Yeah, they've scaled kind of celebrities playing main characters way back. Mm-hmm. So they have and gone for the slightly more unknown. Do you have a preference? Would you like to see kind of celebrity voices make a full comeback? As in, uh, you know, a few of your main characters, not just like a, a Ricky Gervais cameo in a comedy club? Or do you like it, it the way it is where you can kind of just take that person for who they are and not go, that's Sam Jackson? It depends. If they have a prominent voice, then yeah. So say you were to get somebody like a Morgan Freeman, you know, like you're going to know who that voice is, where sometimes you'd be like, I know that voice and you can't place who it is. I think maybe having bigger voice actors that likes to say Tara Strong or John DiMaggio or Billy West, somewhere like that Mm -hmm. doing it brings the performance level up or the like, you know, like so whenever we're talking about Mass Effect, you know, we love that series because of how well it's acted. I'm not saying the uh, Grand Theft Auto has been poorly acted, but with the likes of say Vice City, didn't really have that you know great a um leading role um of a voice actor for me you know tommy Versetti wasn't that a character i could get the character but it wasn't somebody that i was just like you know i really like the performance of that person and that but i think even if you were to have them in bigger roles not as cameos but even like a supporting cast then i yeah. think that brings that element it's almost like with the simpsons you know like it seems to be there's not as many people that are in The Simpsons whereas back in the heyday that was something that was pretty much yeah. th- that was something that if you had that earmarked you'd kind of made it in celebrity fandom so I think with this it's something that they should kind of encourage more 
um, because you've got a wide range of th- people. And if you're talking about, you know, like, oh, here's David Tennant doing this voice, or <laughs> here's, you know, here's, you know, a member of All Saints doing this voice, you know, like it kind of just ties you into it. And it's like, oh, well, I didn't know that was them. And it kind of you makes it a bit more interesting for you as well. I think from what I've picked up, the reason why I brought that up was because it was an article I was reading the other day and it was an interview with one of the higher-ups in Rockstar. Okay. And someone did ask them the questions, you know, why why isn't there as many celebrities in Grand Theft Auto nowadays? And he basically replied with one word and it was ego. All right. So uh, I think Bert was quite hard to work with back I'm in the sure, day. I'm sure he probably Cause was. Because his, his words in the interview with, uh, you know, the guys who were doing the article was he's was you know and you know it always start it's going well when you start with uh, i don't want to speak ill of the dead Mm -hmm. but um i think he called him kind of like a derogatory term for an english person you know like get this out of this room sort of thing when they're trying to record the lines bert had in mind one thing for the Mm. character they had in mind another thing right basically he was explaining that the reason they've scaled back is because of that sort of potential Okay. Ego. But I think it still would be nice if they were to bring in a celebrity every now and again. Whether they're a side character or a cameo or even, as we were mentioning, the radio stations, a chatterbox or whatever, that a celeb is maybe the DJ doing the interviews or you got a few different celebs in as the interviewees. Yeah. Sort of thing. You know, just little things would be kind of cool because... As you say, the kind of the likes of those chatterbox ones are rather funny. Mm-hmm. And if you had that sort of thing, and you're like, "Oh, flip, that's so and so," yeah, you know, talking absolute nonsense or whatever, yeah, on there, it would be a win-win for me. I think sometimes having the celebrity people into it helps build it up, especially if you're doing the adverts for it. Yeah, and you're going, you know, like even if you were to do it on the TV, but you see them with the headset on going you know like in charge of this channel is John DiMaggio and him with the headset on you know recording you know like you just you see him you don't see the character but you hear him so it's kind of almost like a a best of series Mm -hmm. and then it kind of like you say it kind of ties that in um, as well Um, but there's so many different radio stations and stuff as well that you could have somebody you know you could have you know somebody like Antonio Banderas doing like a I love the way you went. You went for the accent there towards yeah, the end. Yeah, Banderas. Um, but you could have him doing like kind of a Spanish yes. kind of thing, you know, like and kind of tie it all in that way. So we have somebody from that demographic, not like a WWE World Cup that has a Mexican and you know seven Americans. So yeah, you know, less said about that the better. Yeah. So uh, and its location. Yeah. Um, true. But before before we round this out, then the whole reason we're talking about this, as you said, is because Red Dead's coming out this mm-hmm. week. Are you looking forward to Red Dead? Is it something you're going to pick up straight away? Or is it one of those ones you're going to be like, you know what, I can wait and get it eventually? It'll be one that I'll wait and get it eventually. Because I still have Spider-Man to finish. I haven't finished that yet. Yeah. And I don't want to pick up a game that's a 62-hour, 65-hour single-player thing. Yeah. And get nowhere near it. So I may leave it until after Christmas because the next game I'll be getting will be Smash Brothers. And then after that will be Resident Evil 2. So yeah, it's it's probably going to be fairly similar to me, and I'm quite surprised by it now. 
I wasn't as huge a fan of the original Red Dead mm-hmm. as a lot of other people. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I find it a bit more of a slog than GTA. It's very much, it's very, it's a lot more slower because, yes. again, horses no cars, and stuff. horses, so. Or jets um, or whatever sort yeah, of thing. So it's very, very slow and, you know, it's going back to the Western kind of thing and I've never been a fan of Westerns. Yeah. Um, Except so, Back to the Future 3. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But, um, no, I definitely think it is going to be one that I'm probably going to be wearing it out. Uh, not that there'll be an offer on it anytime soon. Mm. Uh, this side of probably the summer. But, um, I, like you, I have Assassin's Creed, which I'm still only in the very early stages of. And that's probably going to be another 60 to 70 hours of my life played into that over the coming months. There's, uh, I got Spider-Man as well. I've yet to actually start it, but I have it waiting for me as well. And then the Spyro Remaster Trilogy is coming out next month as well, right, which I'm yeah. going to be playing as well. Mm-hmm. So them alone could see me through to the new year if I yeah. really wanted them to. Yeah. So Red Dead is unfortunately going to have to wait until I kind of see whether it is the game for me. Now, of course, we've seen, you know, in-game footage and stuff from trailers and all, mm-hmm. which I like the idea of being able to just go and fish. Yeah. Um, a whole bunch of folks I talk to are just joking, saying we're just going to go and fish all day eventually when a group of us get it. Um, never mind running around and on horseback and like stealing things. <laughs> but um, here's one final question about it then, because uh, we might save it for another day if we do a proper review of it and actually play and sit down it. Okay. Uh, and play it. How do you think this is going to do sales-wise in comparison? Do you think it will get anywhere near... Now, I'm not saying, like, long-term. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, like, opening week stuff. Okay. Do you think it's going to get anywhere near GTA Five? The landscape has changed a lot since then because, like I said earlier on, because of people downloading things. So you may find on the likes of the high street that people aren't buying it as much because they want to pre-install it and have that all ready, raring to go for whenever it hits midnight. I think this will be probably one of the best-selling games of the year, though. Um, I think Spider-Man will probably be a close second to that. Obviously, you have the, the likes of your FIFA, and, you know, I think... God of War was pretty good as well. Yeah, um, but I think that this is going to be one that's going to be up there, especially with it being on both of the consoles. But I think... A big thing is because of the length of the single player, there's no season pass um, as well. There is like online content. So unless they're going to bring out something like with Grand Theft Auto and Shark Cards, where yeah. they bring out something like that. I don't know. Swing cards. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I think that it'll do well. I think that it will be one that I don't think... I think it'll be popular, but I don't think it'll win any awards or anything like that. Do you think... I know I keep asking questions here, but this is what it's fun about, a podcast. You just roll with it. Um, do you think with... We all know that COD kind of... Let's just say it as it is. Kind of ran scared a wee bit mm-hmm. from uh, Red Dead because we all know COD is very much a November game. Yeah. So it is, yet it came out weeks earlier to get ahead of the whole Red Dead Redemption thing. Do you think COD is going to in any way affect Red Dead sales-wise? Do you think there'd be enough people hanging on to COD still that would make them wait? I know that I know that COD has really, really hit Fortnite hard. You know, like in the terms of people spending money. Right. You know, people are 
coming in and getting the season pass or whether they're just playing the blackout mode in Black Ops. Um, it's a hard one to judge because they're two entirely different games. Yeah. I think you've got more of the likes of people trading in the likes of their Spider-Man or Shadow of the Tomb Raider or with the likes of Call of Duty if they normally play online with their mates then they're going to get rid of a game that they can't play online with their mates unless yeah. everyone gets red dead and you tune you move to that um i th- i think this will probably be one that a few people may get rid of their copies of but i think with the likes of battlefield coming out that'll probably be wherever you see the transition more is because battlefield will have a single player and obviously all its multiplayer whereas Call of Duty obviously had worked in a single player, then Fortnite success hit, then they had to take something out, which they took the single player out, and then they did that. So Awesome sauce. See, you come for the expert opinions, everybody. Mm-hmm. Chris, so will, go, Chris will keep you right. So goodbye, <laughs> whenever it's out. But yes, thank you all very much for listening, everybody. That has been episode 128 of Operation Retroshock. As we mentioned at the start of the show, if you want to get in touch, you can tweet us at RetroshockPod. DM or regular tweet is available. Facebook, just search Operation Retroshock. Or if you want to just tweet Chris and I uh, directly, I'm at Alan GW Price. That's two L's and a second A in there. And he is at Vinto316. We always like to have a conversation on there. Whether you agree with us or not, this is the joy of this world. Everybody is entitled to an opinion and we are happy to discuss it with you in a courteous manner if I was going you to say, are as, able to do that as, also. I was going to say, as long as you're nice about it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, don't come raging in and going, you know, that sort of stuff. But we'll be more than happy to talk to any of our listeners about anything that is discussed on the show. So feel free to get in touch. But as I said, that's it. This is episode 128. I've been Alan Price. He's been Chris Fint. And we'll see you all next time. Say bye-bye, Chris. Are we going bowling now? Let's go bowling! Yay!